And we're back. Music by now. We are finally reviewing Avengers Endgame with our very special guest. Welcome to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar. I am your co-host, Mike One. This is co-host also Mike. And Mike, we have somebody very, very special uh, going over the Avengers Endgame with us today. So we've saved him to the penultimate episode of Mike, (laughs) Mike, and Oscar's coverage of Avengers Endgame. Uh, We're really excited about this. This is the writer and star of Comedy Central's Nothing to Report. He was in Girls Trip, American Vandal on Netflix. Of course, we, we've already touted him as a guy that's been on Conan O'Brien's late night show. TBS is Conan yes. many a times, making us laugh hysterically. Uh, he's played bikers, truckers, ricksters, and George R.R. <laughs> R. Martins. Uh, his sketch comedy and, and movie content, you know, just it streams all around the world on something we call YouTube. And Never heard of it. He's all over that and all of his previous, you know, jobs there and, and his current position at the Team Tiger Awesome Show on that podcast. That that show, let me just say, has and you mentioned it, yeah. we both agreed, has the best theme song ever. That's a great it's great. It puts my work as a DJ to shame. And the way they read ads, I mean, they have the funniest <laughs> ads. I was freaking crying at Nick reading ads. Nick Mundy is the man. Yeah, I don't even think you got into his name yet. You're just reading his resume. His uh, Nick yeah. Mundy is our special guest today. Uh, he, of course, internet fame and The Rock's B- I'm BFF a bad host. and best friend forever. Of- uh, he's also the host, as if he doesn't have enough on his plate here, he's the host of IGN's Game of Thrones Watch Party. He's part of the panel there. They do a pre-show every Sunday at 5. 5.30 Pacific, and the post-show airs right after Game of Thrones is over. I've, you've probably seen it on your Twitter feed. I've seen it promoted recently on mine for certain. Sure. Uh, he is Dick Fundy, Facebook.com backslash Dick Fundy on Facebook. He is Dick at Dick Fundy on Twitter. He is on YouTube, like Mike said, and he's also on Instagram at Dick Fundy as well. D-I-C-K-F-U-N-D-Y. Nick Mundy, and we're very, very happy and excited to have him. Uh, we've been kind of tri- playing telephone tag with each other for a couple months now about trying to get him on the, uh, on the show here. We finally agree that we host the end game review together it's something he wanted to talk about and something we're more than happy to have him on for and very gracious to him fitting us into his busy schedule uh to give us a few minutes of his time to talk about it with us yeah thank you nick and uh let's get into it all right mmoers on the line after much ado very excited to have nick mundy joining us here for our official end game review to hey, give nick. you the final word on everything you need to know about avengers Endgame. nick how are you today hey guys thanks for having me on i'm, I'm super Excited to be here. We've been trying to make this happen for uh, a while, it feels like. And uh, I've had I've I've had quite a couple of months with certain things, uh, personally and professionally, all good all good stuff. But uh just sitting down to chop it up uh, to talk about well plus the Avengers hadn't come out, so that's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well that's yeah, it's more of a Russo brothers problem than it is yours. Yeah, but... if we were specifically waiting to talk about uh, Avengers four, then, <laughs> then you can't put that on me. Don't put that on me. I think would never dream of it, but we do thank you very much for coming, giving us uh, some of your time here. This is super exciting for for us, and we're really looking forward to, to getting down into business with you with this. Uh, no, yeah, no, I, I can't wait because, like, honestly, um, so I I saw the movie last week, mm. and it was the first movie I've seen in the theaters in a well. I saw Shazam. I saw half of Shazam. Oh no, half of Shazam. <laughs> How'd that go? Yeah, it was good. Uh, the happy that saw. movie has like four, like ten scenes. Uh, <laughs> I had to go. I had to take care of something. Uh, I got the old like three phone calls ah. in my pocket. Mm-hmm. The, it was silence. Gotcha. And then I saw Captain Marvel, which was good. Yeah, you know. Um, don't read into that. <laughs> it was good. So how did this theater experience go for you? Anything weird? It was good. It was my birthday. Uh, oh wow! You know. Uh, my wife, uh, well, we we just had a new child, and my, my wife uh, was like, I'm not going to a three-hour movie. <laughs> Understandable. Idiot. Makes sense. I mean, she she likes the movie. She likes the Ragnaroks and the Guardians. Not all of them. There are too many. Uh, but she was like, yeah, go. Go for your birthday. So I went on my birthday. I mean, with some friends. But I was like, uh, you know. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was good. But then, like. You know, I've been wanting to talk about it because it's it's one of those movies where there's a lot to talk about. That is for certain. It's loaded. Did you have a sold out? Was your theater packed? Did you have? You saw it out there we, on the West we, Coast. Uh, do you guys know Mike Carlson? Do you guys follow Mike Carlson? Yes. Okay, so Mike Carlson's the type of guy, and it's a good guy to have when he's friends. He just anytime there's a major thing, whether it's, whether it's like a wrestling show or a big movie, he'll just buy like twenty tickets. Huh. <laughs> 
So I was traveling when the Avengers came out. And I'm always, I have a theater that I like a lot that I'll just buy first, just day of. I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. not going to wake up to buy tickets early. Right. But, but Mike will. Because he's a good friend. <laughs> and so he just bought a bunch of tickets. And apparently it took him like hours to buy them. So we were like at one of those AMC theaters with the reclining seats. Nice. It wasn't the best screen. Actually, maybe it was like everyone else complained. I'm getting so old where it's like, you know, if it's if it's in focus, I'm good. Right. But like, but everyone's like, well, it wasn't Dolby Vision and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, no, it was... Uh, I just had one of those reclining seats, which I, I don't like actually, but it was it was a fun theater experience, and it was easy, so I could go pee after the Rene Russo scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, AMC's got the Limaxes. I mean, they got the the Dolby uh, theaters are awesome. I, I was just in there the other day, and that is crystal clear and the sound, and the seat actually rumbles like it's hitting my ass during the entire. <laughs> it's movie. too much. It's it's too much. I just want like. Assigned seating is the pinnacle of technology right. in a movie. Because you can roll in late. I mean, you guys rolled in deep. I mean, with 20 guys. Holy crap. Well, I don't know how many he did there, but it was just like, yeah. But, you know, back, back, I can, I'm old enough to say this, back in my day, <laughs> when I got episode one tickets, I had to stay in line. Uh, you know, I stayed in line for three nights, oh my almost missing a final holy in high school crap. to get episode one tickets. Through a hurricane in Houston, Texas. Oh my God! And then, because there's no assigned seats, I still had to get in line the next week for a day or two. Yeah, do it again. So it was so just we can a get total battle good. royalty. Even get a, a seat back in those yeah. back then. And you were dressed as yeah. Darth I mean, they Maul. did it. They, uh, <laughs> well, I was. I just was listening to Eagle Eyed Cherry on a CD <laughs> mini disc player. <laughs> so I was. Look, I'll, I'll wait in line for seats. I'm not dressing up, okay? <laughs> there's, there's the line. <laughs> you have a line. That's cool. Uh, all right, so we wanted to ask you some ridiculous questions as well as some normal questions. I don't, sure. I don't know if this is uh, in either category, but all right, to tease your review here, how would you talk about Avengers Endgame in animal noises, making only animal noises? Does Tim the Toolman Taylor's grunt count? <laughs> yes, it does. Because <laughs> he sold his friends out for cocaine. <laughs> so it's, it's both Tim the Toolman Taylor and Tim the Allen, the regular coke dealer from the seventies. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> I do not distinguish between the two. Uh, well, yeah, it was like it was that. It was like yeah, the total, um, like total guttural reaction. Because I went through the gamut of emotions at the very end of the movie. I was like the Tony Stark daughter stuff destroyed me where i was like ugly crying well you also i mean that's that was preaching right to you with your recent life experiences too just having a daughter sure sure but like yeah and it was just a good you know but other people who might not have a child can also feel feelings sure Um, (laughs) we may have to push that to the spoiler section (laughs) because all right oh shit oh we got yeah so this is non-spoilers and then we'll go we'll save that but oh but let's uh okay then the next thing was just gonna be a the next thing i was gonna say was just gonna be a giant i uh i didn't set (laughs) you up correctly he's teasing he's just teasing that's all it is that's right. working towards the uh, so yeah no that was that was the end of the movie and we'll we'll get to that later at the other <laughs> doesn't spoiler designated section but i'll honestly if you're listening to this show you've listened to it already come on yeah that's true we're, Probably. We're, this is the billionth uh, end game review that's out there i'm sure so we usually yeah we usually <laughs> rip through uh some uh reviews some non-spoiler reviews of a few things uh production values so we ask ridiculous questions and then we review things like cinematography and editing any Sure, uh, sure, sure. Any production values stand out to you guys? Sight, sound, VFX, any, anything there, Mike? Uh, you know, I, I'm on record of saying that this is pretty much the great, the pinnacle of what we have for video effects and graphics right now. And yeah. it, I, I said before that I felt like Game of Thrones was kind of the, the only bad luck that the Battle of Winterfell had was coming out the same weekend as we just saw the greatest movie effects in history with Endgame. So they kind of just had bad luck by looking at comparison. But these were outstanding. And especially if you look at any time there was a billion characters on screen, mm-hmm. the way they were able to actually have individual movements and characterizations for these people on screen I thought was really fascinating to me. Who do you think does space better, Nick? Do you think it's Star Wars or uh, Avengers? I mean, the the Guardians of the Galaxy space stuff blew me away in this one. I mean, they're so different. Hmm. Um, Because I know you're a hardcore fan now that you stood out in a hurricane for three days. (laughs) Well, I was, and then the internet ruined it. Oh, no! Um, (laughs) 
You know, I, I think it's it almost feels like two different spaces. Like yeah. Marvel's fa- space feels like, and this is going to maybe be one of the dumbest things I say today. Oh, that feels like what space would be like, right? In real life, realistic space. Where Star Wars space is still like fantasy space. Ah, uh, okay. So you mean it's like Star yeah, Wars as, feels like just a backdrop, as opposed to it seems like real elements are going on in the Marvel space 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 space. Yeah, and and the thing that like I've noticed about, or I haven't really noticed about the End Game, and and even going back to Infinity War, is the effects are so good, you don't realize Thanos is like a real character, mm. like uh, or like a CGI character. Mm. That's true, which is crazy. Like like it's just like oh, there's Thanos, and they did it again with the Hulk. It's like oh, there's the Hulk, and you don't think it like. It's not distracting in the way like other CGI characters have been in the past. I mean, there's certain scenes um, in this in this where people are grappling with Thanos and like literally have their hands on him. And you're absolutely right. I mean, to me, it just looked like they were actually grappling with a giant purple being. That purple head has texture to yeah. it. I mean, it's the, sure. the way they shadow it or something. And in this movie, he keeps going, putting that helmet on and off. And yeah, I mean that that glistens. It's, it's and this is, I mean, again, I guess that's what three hundred million dollars in a production budget can get you yeah. these days with the Disney back and the Marvel backing. But you're absolutely right. That's a great point. That this really did look a hundred percent authentic across the board. I felt. Well, you say that, and then on the same on the same hand, this was more of an issue in Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Anytime like Rhodey or Mark Ruffalo in Iron, like the Hulkbuster suit, had their helmets off, yeah, it looked like their heads were taped on. Yeah, yeah, it, did. <laughs> it, it looked like it looked Deadpool's Logan mask at the end of the first Deadpool. Yeah, it, it looked super bad. So yeah, I, I just thought, you know, well they have to put their effects budget to something. But yeah, no, I mean, I want to watch the movie again. But I mean, those movies are always they they're never like groundbreaking in as far as I mean everything. All these Marvels movies, they're never like it's never bad groundbreaking, but they're great. What it is groundbreaking with these movies is. Try imagine like and I tweeted this before. Imagine writing one of these scripts where not only you have to balance all the arcs and all the characters, but you also and pay off the other twenty two movies. Right. But also but you're also funny and you have like really cool moments and all your batshit stuff. Mm kind of makes sense at least at the moment yeah it's got to be walking whether it holds up internet scrutiny you know that's to be seen and i haven't seen i mean just to go down that path for a little Mm -hmm. i haven't seen anything but glowing praise for this movie i mean i haven't searched too hard to see the counterpoint i've seen some people have some gripes a couple of youtube videos get get after it a little bit i guess we can go over it more in spoilers but uh a couple of the bigger youtube outlets okay but it definitely, not on production values and, and in terms of the script, yeah, I mean, it's a balancing act to the nines. I'm I'm blown away with how, and, and Nick brought up the, the best point there, that this, you know, yes, you had three hours, three mm-hmm. plus hours to let everything play out, but still, we've seen long movies, maybe not necessarily three-hour epics, but we've seen long movies where we kind of all just sat there getting bored at certain parts. Mm-hmm. I felt like if you could have a quick three hours in a movie theater, that's what this was. If such a thing exists, I felt like I have seen it twice. It both times went right through. Flew by. Yeah. So Nick, uh, yeah, I mean, the production design's pretty dark. How did the early goings uh, of the film work for you? Uh, you know, Mike uh, and I have been talking about some criticisms say it drags. We don't necessarily think so. I mean, how did you deal with the, the dark uh, beginnings for this one? Did it work on you? Yeah, you knew it was going to start off that way. I mean, you know. It has to, right? Yeah, I mean, anything. I don't understand criticisms like that because that's what the movie was going to be. It was going to be a a dark one. And if. God, that's funny. God. People just say say words, I think. I feel. (laughs) Uh, There's going to be more of a criticism of the. Like, I'm not saying the movie's critic group, but it's just like. That's how the movie was going to start, and it and it did something. And then the, I thought they took a lot of like you know big swings, and they didn't mm. like reverse everything, and it didn't all go back to normal. And I thought that was like, I think that's going to play an interesting thing. Like you know they they didn't just wipe away movies, and yeah. so and and if they didn't, I, do I, those I, things, I barely understand that like that point that 
it's too dark. It was like, what What were you expecting? You right. There's so many people out there that just want to complain to complain for complain's sake to just take the zig when other everyone else is zagging. Yeah, that's, didn't that's take why those big swings. my just Twitter is just minor league baseball stats. So <laughs> <laughs> playing it safe, I like that. Yeah. So Smart. if it didn't take those big swings, we were just going to repeat Infinity War, weren't we? Like you had to differentiate this story. Yeah, I mean, oh man. I don't want to get to a big rant. We should move on to the next thing because no, right, we'll, we'll people, save people that just, a little bit. People are just yeah. so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> all right, final thing on production design: Hawkeye's haircut. Yes, no. Should we get it at some point? Should I get Hawkeye's haircut? Uh, tell me what to do. Uh, you know, I think if your head benefits from such a <laughs> such a styling, um, it won't. It won't. You but, should get a sleeve I, tattoo with him too. Um, <laughs> and learn how to go in, into archery. Yeah, Mike, Mike has self-described himself as Sylvester Stallone's bodies doubles, bodies double. So that look with, the, with yeah, the Hawkeye true. haircut. I, you know what? You'd be a trailblazer. Is what you'd be. That's that's how it would go. It would probably look like a mafia guy's driver, just with no sideburns. Sure, <laughs> that's what I. And it'd probably just look like I'm trying too hard. But uh, so no, like none of us are getting Hawkeye. No, haircut. no, that's no, not, not going to be coming soon. Or, I got more or on you should. I mean, like, look, everyone complains about Hawkeye, but he's he's fine. He, there's worse characters in this, these movies. He certainly had his moment in this movie. That's that's for damn sure. And I felt like that was a long time so coming. Let's, well yeah, on. let's transition into performances here. We kind of want to hint at it, help people manage some expectations uh, before we get into an Oscar lens. You know, best performance, guys. Who had the best performance in this movie? MVP, scene stealer. I'm saying Tony Stark. He's been a lead for forever, and he delivered once again. What do you guys think? Well, I think it's the first time that he wasn't in a long time. Uh, look, like I, I've gone on record to say not on record, but that's a dumb thing to say. Uh, I love, <laughs> I love Iron Man three. It's in my uh, like top two or three Marvel movies. People love or hate that. Yeah, film. it's they polarizing. Really do. I well, it's I like, see a it's like, like do you want to? It's like here's here's the question: Do you want a stereotypical caricature of a of a bad guy, or do you want something that's hilarious? Yeah, I mean that's that's it, right? Why like do you, why do people get upset when they don't have follow the same tropes that every other action movie before it does? Like these Marvel has put their time and effort into deviating from the norm, and people are going to kill them for it because you know Gandhi wasn't right. the the bad guy they thought he was going to be there, and, and Ben Kingsley. I'm with you, man. I thought I we both liked Iron Man three here. Yeah, this so. movie definitely set uh, Endgame sets you up in the same way, yeah. screenwriting wise. I mean, everybody's speculations coming out of Infinity War. I mean, there's a couple major things that they literally tilt right on the head that we're gonna have to get to soon. Uh, in terms of scene stealers, who do you, who do you think stealing scenes, guys? I don't know. I thought Cheadle got some good stuff in. I'm glad. Yes. You know, I'm glad they put a little bit of focus on him. Uh, Nebula was great. I mean, that was almost yeah. she was she was awesome. Cam and Karen Gillum's fantastic. I think there's a lot of potential for that character. I was thinking like most improved in terms of the whole series. Like her arc really, really paid off. They here. also found a way to like really focus on those characters that maybe didn't have their moments yet, like the Hawkeyes, like the Nebulas, like War Machine. They got, kind of all gave them all their own screen time here, which I thought was a nice touch and, and made them main players as opposed to just these ancillary characters that they may have been otherwise. I also was a huge fan of what Scarlett Johansson did in this movie. Oh, she's great. Her, yeah, yeah, I mean, she, I thought there was wasn't phenomenal. a bad performance. I mean, right. I love Paul Rudd. I, I, I'm a big fan of, especially the first one, Ant-Man. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree. I I did not expect him to handle the drama in this movie, and he had some big scenes, and sure. he he knocked him out of the park. But he's also like like I don't know. I'm I want these like when these movies should be mostly funny. I mean, right. this one is dealing with shit, so like it should be shit. But like I want them to like Thor Ragnarok was arguably one of the funniest movies that came out that year. Yes, agree. And, and <laughs> not all the jokes work, but like some of them, like that Captain Marvel. They're like eight for ten. Yeah, I think my biggest problem with Captain Marvel is that it just needed a punch-up pass on this on the script. But I just want these movies to be fun and funny. Like that's all. And like, and when there's like the oh shit stuff, like do it. Like that's why Infinity War was rad, and this one was great. 
And everyone's always like, I read some reviews and I'm like, surprisingly funny. It's like, when haven't they been? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, there, there's certainly enough. And, and then there's the other people. Well, I don't know if they should be funny because it's a raccoon talking to a tree. <laughs> right. It's a exactly. Yeah. It's, it's movie it's, number 22 of it's the action superheroes. It's a movie yeah. based on a cartoon, first right. of all. Yeah. Of course, it should have some com- comedic underlying. I think they've been nailing the comedy, honestly. And I think Plus. they did so enough in a way to actually make these stakes big enough, too, where the comedy was necessary. Well, Ragnarok, like this. Ragnarok and Thor. Uh, and, and just, I mean, I, I love Chris Hemsworth. Yes. I mean, mm. and everything they've done with Thor is so good. Uh, this yeah. this handling of Thor in yeah, this movie we're, was we're, we're itching amazing. to talk about it. We're itching to talk about it. So just, I guess, the last thing with non-spoilers here, uh, Oscar yeah, let's, Lens. Let's stop this Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hostage situation. So Oscar Lens, real quick, I'm nominating this movie for eight categories. Original eight? score, Good God. VFX, makeup and hairstyling, because we're going to get to it. Cinematography is really good. Editing's really good. But, I mean, look, Best Picture. If this is not a Best Picture nominee, I'm going to be furious. Actor and Supporting Actor, I kind of... If, if if Robert Downey Jr. gets to go into Supporting Actor, maybe. But Adapted Screenplay, I'm up in the air. going to put Iron Man in Supporting Actor category for this? It's an ensemble, so they can get away with it. Uh, come on, man. All right, here's my <laughs> question. probably not. Here's my question. Not to be the wet blanket. Do you think this is what they will or what they should? What they should, absolutely. Because the premise for this question, the last one is sound mixing. The premise for the question is, will the Academy put this in its place? You know, I mean, the Academy is notoriously against these tentpole films, even though Black Panther broke through last year. You guys have thoughts? Well, first off, I think the Academy Awards is dumb. Um (laughs) <laughs> needs needs a renovation. Yes, we absolutely agree. That's been one of our rallying just, I just think it's up its own ass. Uh, oh, there's no question. No Mike question. and I have been trying to come up with a way to call ourselves an alt alternative Oscars <laughs> podcast with, without using the word alt. Yeah, I don't sure, know if you yeah, can come yeah, up with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good luck on that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not that like I like. The awards that won the movies that won this year. It's not that. It's like, you know, and I'm not one of those guys that's like, well, fuck, man, Beavis and Butthead needs to be nominated. Um, <laughs> although, hmm. although the it music has some good subtext. I think it'll get a best picture because there's so many and they'll want, like, the, hmm. it won't be a real nomination. I think that could happen with Robert Downey Jr. I doubt it. Right. I, I doubt it. Um, so you're saying it's they're, they're going to nominate it, but it's going to be one of those like eighth or ninth place nominees that has no real chance. Of it's not absolutely, a absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, even that for me is like that's a big deal. I think this one best picture for me is where I draw the line with this movie because this me if you if you really believe this is a 9.0 on IMDb, if you really believe this is a 97, 98, whatever it is on Rotten Tomatoes right yeah. now, that it makes it one of the best movies of the year. And if we're going to just say that the box office is this, uh, movies like this own reward, and we're not going to nominate it for best picture of the year, then why do we have any movies that make over $100 million eligible for these Academy Awards? Just say that the Independent Sphere or the Art House Awards. Yeah, you know, though, and I guess... I might get on my soapbox right here just because. Oh, go ahead. Do it. Do it. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> but you bring up box office, and I'm not trying to like uh, diminish any of this, but you bring up everyone's flipping out about box office, and everyone's going to. The Oscar talks are already starting, and it's May, and I'll have to drown myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Casually slipping that in. Yeah. yeah. Just, but. You know, you you guys are sports guys, right? Yes, mm-hmm. big time. A thing that I don't like about movies, and it's harder and harder to talk about movies sometimes, especially online, is people want to treat it like sports. It's like, is yeah. this movie better than that movie that are arbit- arbitrarily connected because it's two people wearing superhero costumes right? Um, and a certain gender? Or is it what's the box office let's talk about the box yeah. office and like analytics and tracking numbers and all this stuff that you know and then it gets to the academy awards about like should it be nominated to, like what does it matter 
if it's good or not. The MacGruber is still the best movie I've seen in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need box it's, office yeah. or reviews or Rotten Tomatoes or analytics to tell me it, that I love MacGruber more than any of the movies. MacGruber's hilarious. I laughed harder at that uh, screening than. Mo- I mean, when he's at the grave with. Oh yeah, uh, no, it's it's disgusting. Oh, God, it's, it's, killed me. But so I agree. And, and, the but short like, I, I like it. I, I do think it will win technical awards. Yeah. Um I think it. Sh- I, I do feel like it should be nominated for best screenplay, as we were talking about. I think that script is a fantastical feat. It may have been the highest degree of difficulty for the whole movie, honestly. Both of them. Yeah, no, I think the hardest thing in that movie absolutely was the script and balancing yeah, all that out. Mike, um, if they turned if they turned uh, the Oscar season, the award season, into like a bracket, and it was just all of the contending movies in a sixty four team or sixty four <laughs> movie bracket, I, I, I would, that would lose be more money with thing. my bookie. Is what you're saying? Oh my god, it'd be the greatest thing, and all the critics <laughs> and everybody in the Academy just votes on one matchup at a time. That'd be the greatest, smartest thing ever. But you're right, I think, in, to liken it to sports, it's not. It's not head to head matchups. No. It's not a matchup system. It's a rotisserie fantasy league sure. at best, but more than more likely, it is you know gymnastics or it's uh, diving, and you got a bunch of judges. You know, subjectively, points ju- relegated yeah, system. giving your yeah. points, and you, you well, got the Russian judges. Well, all judges that matters the... is what you think of it, um, right? Which yeah. is who would be the Russian judges, by the way? I think the documentary filmmaker, <laughs> no question. <laughs> but uh, no, but best screenplay. Like all that being said, best screenplay. Yeah. Uh, if they don't get nominated, it's, that's horseshit. Because it's doing fifty things yeah. for every scene, like you yeah. said. Writing a screenplay is one of the hardest things in the world to do. Writing Agreed. a good screenplay is near impossible. Writing that, it should Writing happen. a comedy sketch is pretty damn hard. Yeah. Never mind it. Yeah, p- tying it all together into a into one story, writing 64 If you ask me scenes. now, I'd say, yeah, but if you asked me 10 years ago, I'd be like, no, it's super easy. You just fucking put astronauts and, and cheese pizza. You know? <laughs> but I was... <laughs> Sketch comedy's dead now, except for the Tim well, Robinson show. Which we is just, just need Ryan Gosling to save it, like it's jazz, and we'll be fine. You know? uh, <laughs> all right, so yeah, well, final question before we yeah, sorry. transition. Sure. Sorry, because I got a very important question. This Absolutely, is the most important question of the podcast, guys. If this movie was a food, what food w- will it be? All right, you lead off there because you obviously have something in mind here. Yeah, it's chicken fried steak with all the fixings. <laughs> I, I'm very de- definitive on this. It's my favorite meal. It's comfort food. It's covered in gravy. It's good for the soul. It's worth it. It's worth all the suffering you go through. So this is this is chicken fried gravy with all. This is like the a white complete gravy. meal in the sense that this just gave you everything you wanted. Everything, I and wanted. you're so full afterwards, and still just fat and yeah, happy. I'm gonna feel upset afterwards, right? But I'm upset that it's over more than I'm upset that it just sits well. It's just fried and it's wonderful. Uh, I, I, in my experience, my second time watching it through, I went out and I bought a Snickers ice cream bar to enjoy during. Yeah. And this is a Snickers ice cream bar to me. I mean, this is just complex. Or is it a box it's of just Snickers overly ice cream bars. sweet and satisfying <laughs> with a billion different textures and layers of flavor. And all of it is going to ruin you for long yeah. term. But man, when you're sitting there and you're just enjoying it, because this movie is going to ruin other blockbusters, right? I mean, yeah. we're going to see other blockbusters. It's going to pale in comparison to what we went through here with the 11-year emotional Yeah, you say that. that, though, man, but, like, the Pokemon movie is probably going to make <laughs> just as much money. That would be something. And you know what? There's a lot of a lot of listeners that we've talked to on Twitter Super that excited. are very excited for that. So yeah, because, be like, right. that has, like, the kid thing and the adult thing. That, that movie's going to make... If and it's, it's been gestating po- for a couple decades itself. If it's People focus, have been it's going to make a ton of money. Yeah. All right, but what do you, what, what, do you have a food you can compare the Endgame experience to, Nick? It's the MGM Grand Vegas Casino. Uh, oh, nice breakfast buffet. Oh, nice. that I like, like that. Forty five dollars. It's still gluttonous, and you, you know you feel <laughs> terrible afterwards. But it costs a lot of money, and it's really nice. I like that. <laughs> so you go up to this buffet. Are you all on one plate right from the start, or you uh, just a small plates? Are you small, small plate uh, no, buffet small plates. guy? Yeah, I don't oh, like. Nice. I don't like. I don't want one, my watermelon touching my. You know, omelet like some kind of human garbage. <laughs> it's experience. That's it's all a that forty-five dollars veteran okay. of the game, right there. That's perfect. Excellent. All right, let's transition. Let's get into it. Let's start talking about spoilers. We'll take a small break here. We'll play our spoiler warning music, and we'll get right back into it. Spoilers ahead. This is a spoiler warning. Spoilers. 
Oscars. Mike, Mike, and Oscar! Oscar Sprint spoilers! This is the spoiler section of Avengers Endgame, brought to you by Mike, Mike, and Oscar, with our very special guest here, Nick Mundy. Uh, if you've not seen the movie yet, then you're the one person in this country that probably hasn't, but that's all right. Hit pause here. Go watch the movie. We'll be waiting for you when you come back. If you've seen the movie already, if you're curious about our thoughts, along with our dear special friend here, Nick Mundy, or if you've been hyped up so much by the non-spoiler section that you can't bear to go another minute without hearing what happens, this is where you want to be. All spoilers all the time for Avengers Endgame coming out. Mike, Mike, and Oscars review here with Nick Mundy. Mike, where are we starting for the spoiler review? Okay, I got one carryover. Wait, real over. quick. Can I just say that yeah. I always thought there was a guy named Oscar on the show, too. Two for a while, and then Nick, I, yeah. the like, billionth, let's do it for the first time. You are the billionth person that yeah. has said that, and that's poor marketing on our part, I guess. I'm not but... clever. I'm not clever. <laughs> I, everybody that t- that comes to us is like, "Where's Where's Oscar? Where's the Oscar guy?" And we're like, "Man, it's just a marketing thing." <laughs> it make, it works. Where's the, it's like? Where's the beef? <laughs> where's the exactly. same levels? Where's the beef? That's what we're going for. All right, guys, just one quick carryover. Uh, Look, if this doesn't win makeup and hairstyling for for Captain America's old man makeup, <laughs> uh, I don't know what will. Guys, are they putting a CGI face on Captain America on that bench? Are are those real old man hands, or does he have? And or is it a real old man with CGI face? Those look like real old man hands. Somebody answer this question please it it was it felt like my grandfather was there like comforting me after school because especially the scene where he puts his hand on on top of sam's hand with all the age spots and liver spots that are on that with and the, he had this turkey neck that was yeah. perfect it was a perfect tur- old man turkey neck fuck darkest hour <laughs> for their makeup that won every award and vice's makeup yeah. this was superior to that i thought well yeah the makeup looked great but here's the big question did captain america make out with his niece yeah perhaps Alternate, but here's the thing: alternate timelines. No, it's impossible, right? Based on Professor Hulk, because it's not like he goes back and he inserts himself as the husband that created the niece. Yeah, but how did he show back up? That's the question that I brought up during our first impressions review. I was like, did he just appear? Did that old man just appear on the bench after Captain America didn't hit his mark to come back at the end? I mean. Well, I, I think it's just his timeline also happens to have the ending of the timeline he just left, is my guess. And that's what they're going for. Here's my overall question. I want your opinion on yeah. this, too, Nick. What do you think about the people online <laughs> that say that, that go out of their way to nitpick the time travel aspect of this to say that this is a glaring flaw and it wasn't it, you couldn't enjoy it because of these reasons? I would say to the people not doing that, do mm. not engage <laughs> with them stay away i've just seen so many people whining about the time travel aspect of this and i don't understand it to be fair mike they have entire conventions that are based on time travel debates and you've, you've, you've we've all seen the movie galaxy quest right you know it's but it's not we agree it's not real right <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're my, they're somewhat my people, somewhat. Like I will engage in a time travel debate. I know you've gotten mad at me for doing so. Oh, and I just... almost, I almost put us in one right off the bat. So that's good. So this is not going to be a time travel debate centric uh, spoiler section. So that's good. We'll we'll get that out of the way. What I really want to know, Nick, is did you cry? And what kind of crying was was it? And would you reenact <laughs> it for us if if you did cry? Uh. I took out one handkerchief and slowly, and slowly dotted the uh, corner of my eye. <laughs> that's classy. That's classy. And threw it on the ground for the AMC tendon to pick. It. No, uh, <laughs> right. yeah, no, that's, that's no. A I think everyone. I think like it's and dying that sucked. And um, hmm. well, which I got teary eyed. The like I said earlier, the Morgan, the Morgan Stark stuff, sure. the cheeseburger line destroyed me because I also like cheeseburgers too. Maybe I was hungry. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, just getting that joke out of the way before someone else says it. <laughs> um, Got it. It's yours. Yeah, I mean, like that. There, there was a lot of there. There was a lot of parts. It was it was an emotional movie. I mean, uh, the Spider-Man stuff with Tony Stark. That I mean, got it's me, all man. very. It's interesting how, you know, they haven't talked about Uncle Ben and the new this new Spider the third Spider-Man reboot, mm-hmm. who I feel like should be played by Sean William Scott. Um, <laughs> Uncle. Uh... Stifler should be Uncle, Uncle Stifler. Uncle Stifler. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, uh, I've been do that. I've been championing that for a while. But like 
it's almost like Tony Stark will be almost placeholder for that and instead yeah. of Uncle Ben, which is interesting. Well, yeah, Marvel, really they they're, they do anti mentors. You know, like say, you know, say, uh, Nick Fury shouldn't be Spider-Man's mentor. Robert Downey Jr. should not be Spider-Man's mentor. Uh, in Ragnarok, you had uh, an, you know the anti-mentors galore. So I mean, they love doing that and they love playing on that. All right, but Astros hoist the World Series trophy, Nick, or Cap dancing with Peggy. You know, where, Astros. Where, yeah, <laughs> we were wondering. I mean, we're, Mike and I are both hardcore Yankees fans and yeah. hardcore New York Giants fans, so we're never going to see another title for your team. Ever. Heard us? A couple uh, years ago. Your team is is basically Phenomenal. our daddies right now. So we were wondering. Oh, the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. You guys own us. Yeah, or, we swept you guys. A couple yeah, weeks destroyed ago. us. It's not. We don't even belong in the same field. You basically gave us the losers' limp for the next twenty <laughs> days. By the way, just so you know, now we got. 15 well, you guys, guys are out. playing better, but you guys are playing every under five hundred team possible at this point we need to because we don't have a healthy body to save our like mike's about to get the call to play left field tomorrow i think (laughs) all we're all we're playing is the top divisions of like Mm. we've had opposite months i can bunt Uh, i can bunt at an elite level i I have you know so it's not close for you nick no but now that i'm thinking about it would captain america be a dodgers fan a mets fan or a yankees fan oh that's interesting when did the dodgers move i don't remember in the 50s. 50 something, yeah. He can't be a Mets fan because he's against Queens, right? A little bit. He's got that friendly rivalry. That's a good point. No, but a lot of Brooklyn Dodger fans became Mets fans, and okay. City Field is built to mimic Ebbets. Yeah, that's true. I feel like he'd be a Dodgers fan. I don't know why. I just feel he's like he's got to go way uptown to. See, if he was a Yankees fan, that'd be easy for people to hate on him for. And he's really? Captain America. Everybody loves it's him. It's Dodgers. He He's yeah. loyal, Captain yeah. America. If we've known anything. He's loyal. He's holding out. He's holding on to his V card this entire franchise until he's able to go back in time, right? So he's loyal. He's a Do- he's a Dodgers fan. That's my that's my definitive answer. So did any emotional scene come close to the feeling you had when the the Astros hoisted that World Series trophy? Did anything? I mean, oh, did... sure, but it's it's different feelings. So like, sure. But you know, when everyone got together in that big hero moment, I mean, I was like. I did some fist pumping. Yeah, the Avengers Assemble moment was like, there was two or three moments that made me legitimately tear up, and that was absolutely one of them. Talk about a whole body goosebumps moment. Avengers Assemble, like, the guy next to me, this was the moment where he decided to ugly cry in my second viewing. I never thought I would pat a man on the shoulder that I didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because he like he was like whole, he was leaning forward and I noticed it and I already seen the movie once and then he just like spit cry he was like <laughs> and, and he couldn't contain himself he was trying hard because we're strangers and I just literally pat him on the shoulder and then we both started laughing after that it was ridiculous and everybody like you know it's a it's a brotherhood type thing we've all lived this shit for the better part of a, a decade yeah. plus now and these are like our family members to an extent. But you and me, Mike, we talked about like rating Super Bowls, like Giants Super Bowl 2011. This is over 2011. This is over 2011. <clears throat> not this over 2007. Not over 20, yeah, not yeah. over 2007. Not 18 and 1. That's, uh, that's where I fall on that. Okay. So, guys, uh, we're kind of just going to go through the plot lines a little bit and, and talk about highlights. I mean, I thought they pulled a magic act in Act 1 there because you're starting dark, but you're still maintaining the tension relief the action comedy somehow so tony gets saved by captain marvel that was something you guessed and guessed the plot mike that was a necessity once you revealed that captain marvel can go in and out of space at the blink of an eye you kind of had to have her immediately get tony out of there and save him beautiful shots right i mean the way they do space with all the greens and the how do they do that no hot pinks it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it, re- it really did look Cinematography, please. VFX, please. And I also like that they got that out of the way quickly. I, it's, it's, Nick, what did you think about Tony and his relationship with Cap coming back? How they had that, mm-hmm. you know, they were embracing each other to start, and then there was immediately tension between the two of them. It was realistic. It's how people... It was very realistic. It played yeah. exactly how you would think it would play. I mean, and then after that five-year jump, you would think... They would that be estranged. Played, yeah. Everything played correctly. And, like, grief is a son of a bitch, and everyone handles it awfully Amen to and that. terribly. And, uh, you know, the Thor stuff, I 
there's a lot of I've, I've I've heard of I haven't read any I heard of criticisms that are they making fun of him because he's bad and I'm a husky boy. Um, so are we? Yes, sure. I, I've dealt with grief by getting high and drinking a lot of beer. Yeah, I mean the comfort like that. Yeah, yeah, that made, that made sense thing. to me. Like, you know, I, I and I don't think people. Were, I think they were making fun of him because he was a train wreck. They weren't making fun of him because necessarily because he was like fat. Uh, but man, goddamn that Thorst! It was it was really funny. It was fun. I mean, it, it was more about being like Lebowski than it was just being fat, right? I mean, it's more about the beard sure. and the hair and the and the s- multiple layers of sweats, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> I, I said to someone, uh, "That's a sweat connoisseur." Yeah, I read one thing or I saw something where it was like, "Oh man, it would have been so much cooler if like when he." got all the lightning and at the third act and then he was back to being his felt self and i'm no. like do you know how things work okay cool that would have been like oddly offensive just to good just to shed the fat in the in the penultimate scene there yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck that that's that would be terrible but this movie definitely plays with expectations right i mean right off the bat you know, coming out of the last movie, we're thinking it's going to build up to Thor axing Thanos at the end, and they do it right at the beginning. How, how shocked were you guys? Not surprised. I didn't know. Really? If, I didn't know who the villain was going to be, but that made all all the sense. So you were expecting uh, them to play play with us in that? In that I was expecting anything. I didn't know. I, I went in there pretty not knowing anything, but like mm-hmm. in my head, I was like, okay, this is interesting. This opens things open like wide because up until when thanos first showed up you didn't know who the, who the bad guy was gonna be they right. really did hide thanos throughout the marketing too there was barely any mention of him any barely any sight of him in any trailers i mean if you think about it he doesn't come into play until the big twist of act two and then act three in the big battle so if you're showing yeah. anything from those two scenes like all they do did was show him like beam into the big battle and that's like it's just a backdrop of the sky right. so it didn't give anything away you know what else was really clever too in the marketing for this is that they hid so much that we weren't expecting. Like like bigger Thor, right? Thor dealing with grief and putting sure. on weight like that. We only saw the poster of very svelte, very in shape Chris Hemsworth. We only saw the poster of Mark Ruffalo. We didn't see him being Hulk Ruffalo throughout the majority. Right. Of- Professor Hulk. We had no idea. They really, as far as expectations go and setting us up, they really hid the ball with a lot of things, which. I thought, like Nick says, worked seamlessly because I didn't have a lot of expectations about what. But the that hell was another thing, happen. though. Like, you know, Hulk was supposed to finally Hulk up in this movie because he's having problems turning into the Hulk in the last movie. So the obvious next step was he's going to figure it out, Hulk up, fight Thanos again, and beat him. Right? They go in a totally different direction. No, he's Professor Hulk. He's the brains behind the time machine thing for a certain part of the movie, and he's and he's the guy who can actually withstand the gauntlet at some point. But those are not the payoffs. And he and he actually has the talk with uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah. That was not what I thought the payoffs for Hulk was going to be in this movie. But it works for Professor Hulk, so I thought that was cool. So, guys, uh, what did you think of the dramatic scenes? Because we had a big one with we had the cold open with Hawkeye. We have a big dramatic scene between Chris Evans and I mean Natasha Romanoff, Scarlett Joe. Uh, do you do you think she's pulling them off? I mean, we, you talked about Tony and Cap going at it, but Scarlett Joe and Hawkeye they they needed those scenes in the beginning, right? I think we needed. Well, I, I guess Nick, did you think did you expect one of those two to die, both of them to die, one of them to die? How did you think that we were going to be left with Scarlett Johansson and Hawkeye's characters? Um, you know, I didn't. I didn't know who was going to die. I I started thinking. I didn't think at one point I was thinking no one's gonna die. Yeah, uh, the person—it's too happy a the franchise. The person who I thought was actually gonna die was Captain America. And Tony Stark would just kind of hang around. Um, who thought Iron Man was gonna make it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that—that—that that, that was my prediction, and I didn't think anyone was going to die. It's—it's it's this weird fascination between this and Game of Thrones, where people are like, "Oh man, I can't wait till my favorite characters die." <laughs> I wonder why that is too. Because uh, we're all broken inside. Um, you think- <laughs> and George scarred us, by the way. I mean, you, you did a wonderful job on your music video of uh, exemplifying that. That song's going to be in my head for the rest of my life, by the way. Uh, uh, I apologize. It was long. Yeah, so I mean, like, and it made sense. When, I mean, and then one of them went to Vormir. Well, you, you 
knew what yeah, was going to happen. I wish Nebula maybe shared some context clues. But they did a nice job setting us up because we had equal scenes, you know, in terms of dramatic, uh, whatever, uh, playing time. You know, they, they had a, a big cold open and then they had the, the Natasha Romanoff scene. So it's like, and those scenes were necessary, I think, because we didn't have the Black Widow movie. We didn't have a Hawkeye movie. And if you go back to Avengers, like I watched the Easter egg videos, right? And you could see some of those big scenes where they talk about Budapest and where Black Widow talks about Hawkeye not killing her after he brings her out of undercover work or whatever. Right. And kind of the same way she does here, returns a favor. But uh, they, I didn't have the established relationship, you know, miles with them. No, that's what this, this movie did a phenomenal job of is making not even making you care about every character because it's almost impossible but making every character yeah. matter in their own way but the thing was they added those scenes at the beginning of this movie just yeah. in case you didn't have the attachment right. from the other movies right. it was so very very smart and that's that goes back to like Nick was saying about the script and how the, the degree of difficulty it was pulling it off and they did it they actually made every character for the billion characters there were they made everyone have their own stakes which I thought was a, a phenomenal job so what did you guys think of uh, Tony Stark's happy ending in Act 1? Uh, did you think he was toast after that point? You know, I thought the big question was, I thought when uh, I saw that and he had a daughter, the big conflict was going to be going back. Their goal would be to go back in time to stop the snap. And then everyone would not be on like basically everything that he got marriage and the kid he would have to erase for to right. save the greater good that's what i thought the conflict was going to be oh. yeah that that's a hell of a dilemma yeah. but they 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 were very careful not to create that dilemma because that would be too yeah I mean, too that, heavy that, I would, like I, guess, I, I got for, kind for a movie of like i just thinking about that like and yeah. yeah jesus i don't know if that would have been better or not i do like how they didn't reset like just ignored it like because that would have basically just in, invalidated infinity war true so, sure. but like but the emotional conflict of that was going to and they they played it up a little bit you know it was like don't don't erase my child um <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and that, yeah they joke away the obvious you know objection the obvious audience objection many times over that's something we've always talked about in terms of their screenwriting in the mcu so that's the big act two i mean act two is basically a lot of back to the future jokes the team assembles we got this time heist how did that work on you guys i mean they're going back to like a greatest hits at deleted scenes kinda, that was you fun. Know, i thought it was fun yeah, I, I agree with Nick, too. I thought it was, everything flowed well for me. I didn't have any continuity problems. Right. I know you can nitpick about certain things, but I thought that overall, you know, this was a buffet, for a lack of a better word. It's whatever you wanted to get invested in, you were going to have the opportunity to get invested in it, the way they wrote this, which is extraordinary. So, uh, Time Heist, they go back to New York. The Hulk is making jokes with the stairs. And uh, that joke actually turned... I thought that was genius. The joke of Hulk on the stairs. Because we want to get a meathead Hulk joke, right? Too many stairs! Oh, yes. Right? He's going down the <laughs> stairs. And we get a meathead Hulk joke because it was so awesome in Ragnarok. And he's going down the stairs. And that becomes Time messing back and hitting into Tony. And then the, you know, the whatever that suitcase with the infinity stone is, is poof and it's gone right from there. Uh, Loki gets out and goes into his streaming series from that point. <laughs> so I thought that was genius. You know, we have Quill dancing again, you know, on, uh, on that planet, kicking the rats. And then, uh, you know, we have, uh, how do you think Rhodey making fun of him? When Chris Pratt was being pitched this movie and, uh, you know, <laughs> bank account aside, I'm sure he was fine with it. But when we were like, all right, Chris, here's what you're going to do in this movie. You're going to dance like a jackass and yeah. get knocked out immediately. And then you're going to get kicked in the balls a couple times. And that's all we need you for, for Endgame. <laughs> cool. Yeah, right. Sign me up. I'm there. <laughs> you, any emotions with the, uh, kind of the, the big twist of that whole sequence, Tony goes back to the, the army base and he meets up with his father, Howard Stark. Well, I guess, Nick, as a new father, like you you said repeatedly how, how Tony's daughter had such an emotional impact on you, you, you having a young child yourself. I get that. Did you have any kind of similar feeling 
seeing Tony interact with his father at those scenes? Did they have, did they evoke similar reactions from you or were you just more invested in the father daughter relationship that we saw from Tony? Um, no, you know, I, I just, I thought it was a good scene. I thought it was a cute scene. I always liked, uh, Roger Sterling playing his dad. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was fun. It was, it was just a fun scene. It was quick. Yeah. I mean, people complained about the second act, but I was like, this is great. Yeah, I mean, it's like not the most crucial scene in the movie, but looking back now, okay, well, maybe that's a big giveaway that he's probably going to die. Sure, yeah. I mean, hindsight being twenty twenty, but I think maybe people had problems with the with putting in gratuitous scenes like that in a three hour movie. I thought it was fine. Like Here's Nick the thing, says. though: they kind of have to build up to the to the big Vormir scene between Black Widow and Hawkeye, sure. right? That's going to be a huge emotional scene. They needed, like, escalation in terms of emotion. So you have a scene where Cap is, you know, looking through the window at Peggy, and you have a scene where Tony is talking to his long-lost father about fatherhood, which he can't do in his real timeline there. So that's a somewhat emotional scene, and then you, you have to go from that. You Like, you can't just go from Tilda Swinton Hulk chatting... And fun stuff to life flick and death me. stakes. Yeah. yeah, you can't go from flick me and Captain America <laughs> versus Captain America, which is fun, all the way to Vormir, which is heavy. So that they they kind of build up to it, and then you go from heavy emotional scene to crazy action after Hulk does a snap. Right, he puts on the glove and snap, which is you know implications are there. And then we got Final Battle, Act 3. So definitely want to know your guys' highlights from that Final Battle. I mean, it's, it, it, it might be the most glorious thing I've ever seen. Yeah, lead us off here, Nick. What were your thoughts going into that, and how many goosebumps did you have? Could you count when you heard uh, uh, Nighthawk there radioing into Cap? Falcon. Falcon, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it was great. I mean, it was really cool. I didn't think it was going to be that big, but then I was like, oh, shit, these movies are huge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm a big Valkyrie fan, so yes. her with her with the Pegasus was rad, and mm-hmm. I like them having to jumpstart the van. Yeah. I love that van. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone see a small brown van on the field? Yeah, you're not yeah, going to no, like where was, it's parked. That was perfect. Everything with the van has to be the reason that Doctor Strange holds up a number one, right? Because that's the improbability of it all. Again, I'm getting into the time travel debate again, but that's you just the can't one. Help yourself. I can't help it because <laughs> the rat crawls over the van's little, you know, upper, you know, control system, and then the van happens to be over there, yeah. not blown up in rubble. <laughs> but that's why the number one finger goes up. Now, Nick, you said you want, you wish the movie of Captain Marvel was a little more, had a little more levity in it. Did you think that the seriousness? I just thought that, like, I thought some of the jokes were a little flat not um but you know you can't can't want them all right sure i mean did you think that the seriousness of the character played well here and how she was kind of like the the ace in the hole here the god in the machine if you will is there's been some criticisms of her Uh, yeah and you know what honestly i wish she was more i wish she was part of the whole time travel deal yeah so you wanted her throughout the movie because that was the one person who's like new to all this thing, and there could have been some more integration there. Yeah. So if you had to do it, change it up with her. I mean, I get why they did the story like they did. Right. But you just uh, you wish she was part of the whole movie all along. She was going in and out of. Yeah, I think that would have been fun. I think that would have been fun um, just to have like an outsider's perspective of the whole thing. What about the complaint that she's too powerful that I've seen from a couple people? people complaining that she's you know she's yeah. got too much and she's she was too late to the game and shouldn't well, be but she wasn't the x factor that tilted the scales here i mean she could not go up against the power stone here yeah she took down the ship which was awesome but i, I like that argument really doesn't hold water at the end of the I day think my brother said something it was like well thanos is probably power, more powerful than the ship yeah. yeah, well, that's a good point, too. Yeah, I mean, he does. Who, what help does he need, really? He was such a beast. Did, did you guys know he was going to be such a beast without the Power Stones? I wasn't expecting that. I thought the, the, the event. Well, when he beat the shit out of the hole. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. That's uh, well, true. It was, so he it, didn't have any stones for that. It was cool to see him get his moment, too, of being like, you know, yeah, he's this badass master manipulator, and he's got the galaxy at his fingertips, literally, but when it comes push comes to shove, he's hand not just a hand. giant purple guy he can throw down. Like, Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, no chance. Yeah. And and Cap gets the hammer. 
Yeah, that and was it, that was an awesome. And scene. he makes some moves on him with the hammer, which is great. But still, Thanos is defeating them, and then he's got the uh, the wiles to get the power stone over to his other hand and finally defeat Captain Marvel, which was that last last second thing. Uh, any any moments, any re- reunions in that final sequence that stood out to you guys that you really loved? Obviously, we have Spider Man, Iron Man. We got you know the uh, Thor and uh, Cap getting their weapons mixed up. We got Gamora and Quill. Got a lot of stuff. Those those were all great. I mean, that was I I wanted to see Old Man Ant Man. Oh, yeah. I wanted to see Hank Pym. Like I wanted to see Michelle fight. I wanted to see them. Nice. I know why they didn't do it because it would have been like tough. But like all four of them, that, giant that would have been badass. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even think of old that. man Ant Man suit too that we saw in the that would even be. Uh. But yeah, yeah, I agree. But you're not gonna get Michael Douglas to do more than like. It was it was hard enough getting him to put on that wig. I think. Yeah, he's. And, uh, yeah, well, just I like the amount of money like they paid. Uh, they probably paid Natalie Portman to do ADR. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right. Her and Michelle Pfeiffer had had nice paydays. They literally were just uh, pretty much laying there or standing there for good for them. I, I wish I could get that kind of work, you know. But uh, speaking of women kicking ass, that scene where you know Captain Marvel's got the Infinity Gauntlet and she's yeah. trying to get it to the van. And it's Spider-Man's asking, how are you going to do this? And we have the collection of all these badass superhero women it's, that are going to take on the army. I had fucking goosebumps. I thought that was so cool. It's the strangest scene, though, because as a screenwriter, you know it's forced, right? It's a bit contrived, and yet it still works on me yeah, emotionally. it worked emotionally a thousand percent. I, I didn't care. They could, have, they could have had a hard edit from every one of those women having their own battles and it making no continuity sense to right. getting to that point, and I would have bought it. I just loved that. Hopefully they use this to motivate, like, mo- that scene motivates them to write. Marvel doesn't have the best track record with, like, with female characters. Um, Not at all. I, Christ, it took them 20-something movies yeah, to so have a female Yeah, so hopefully this motivates them to be like, okay, yeah, this is a cool splash page, but, like, do 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 the work, buddies. We, that's something we preach about all the time, and I'm, I'm happy to hear you hear say that too. Because there's just no reason when you have this much of an established property that is pretty much fail safe, mm-hmm. you shouldn't have of the twenty some odd movies one with a leading female. I mean, that's ridiculous. Let, let, yeah, let's get some more women in the writing room. Let's get some more female characters as as the prototypical sure. heroes here too. Obviously, it's 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 very emotional. What was the scene like? Did you have people in your movie theaters, guys, just really crying hard? To me, it was just like, all right, it's happening when it gets quiet. It's just a lot of sniffling, especially on opening night. I heard a lot of sniffling. It was almost the way like everybody was getting, was waiting there for their own moment to get their sniffle projecting. <laughs> it was just like an endless you know, uh, train of sniffling. I, I don't think I could hear anyone over mine. i there was there was it was emotional man i mean i know i was tearing up i know there was a lot of people some people were clapping some people were sniffling but there was a lot of like oh no oh my god and how badass if you're gonna have your protagonist go out right Mm -hmm. to do it in that way where he's got the sleight of hand advantage he's using his quickness because he knows he can't overpower thanos right you're leaving thanos with the snap where it's just metal clanking against itself you have that one last comedic moment and sure. then it's the badass Tony Stark, eleven years of build up. I'm Iron Man. I mean, that's Michael Keaton's "I am I am Batman" moment, right? Yeah. Except it's it's him saying goodbye. What more could you ask for, really? As emotional investment or as part of cinematic investment? My God, did that work? Yeah, I think they did it right. I yeah. think uh, if you're gonna send them off, you send them off like that. And it's very as as funerals go, the classiest funeral. Except for uh, Scarlet Witch's funeral. You you mean? Uh, I mean not Scarlet Witch. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, right? Yes. Yeah, no, that was they just did the kind of they did kind of get past yeah. that death uh, awfully quick for being one of the original six. They just had their meeting out at the lake. Yeah, it would have been nice to have her mentioned there too. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, they easily could have had a picture of her, right, and a picture of Vision, and a yeah, a picture of all they lost right there, right. If that's the Avengers send off, that's pretty easy to do. They didn't do that. That's a great point. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, that is good. You did lose one of your original six there. She did do with most yeah, of the But as classy, yeah, but classy funerals goes, classy funeral, they show all the MCU people left there. There was that one kid 
who I didn't know who it was. Yeah, I don't know who that is either. I, it was a kid from Iron Man 3. And it was. Oh, is it? Yeah. <clears throat> it, oh, all right. I was like, why is he there? I know they had this, you know, uh, single-serving friendship, you know, the one time they met. But is that kid going to be somebody? Do you, did you read the uh, the comics, Nick? I mean, is, is something happening with that kid? No, uh, I think he's just, they like that kid. He's just... Everyone likes Iron Man 3. <laughs> it's beloved. Everyone loves universally beloved movie Iron Man 3. Yeah. It's <laughs> terrific. Yeah, I, I mean, this was a fitting end, right, for an 11-year saga. Uh, Nick, just, you know, hypothesis here, I guess, where do you want to see? What do you want to see next from Marvel as they go forward? Maybe include the Avengers, but maybe not even necessarily. What would you like to see from the MCU as a whole going forward here now that we have some of our main characters seem to be uh, in the background? Yeah, so what I'm looking forward for Marvel is I want them to take a break. I think it would have been so much cooler yeah. if they don't make any movies for like five or six years. Oh, it's going to treat it like Star And then Star come Wars. back with Avengers 5. Yeah, just take a break. Stop making movies. Who do you, who do you want to see as the lead here? Oh, uh, yeah. as far as the lead, I, I don't know. I mean, like, we'll let them figure it out. It might be Kumail with the Eternals, so. Uh, oh, yeah. I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd sign up for that. I mean, I, I look, if they do more Thors with Taika Waititi, I'm, I'm in. So. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. You think he's going to be good in Guardians Three? I mean, I, I'm, I don't I'm even know if he would be in it. Like honestly, I, but he, yeah, of course that would be a lot of fun. I just hope they keep him. Like I like this new Thor. I like regular guy Thor. Regular guy, Thor. you know? Oh, yeah, it's great. Go. It's fantastic. Not, not every god needs to be chiseled from <laughs> granite and have a stone six pack. Some right. gods like to drink beer. That's well, fine. Well, they they change him up. I mean, yeah, he's been different in all three mo- the last three movies, and he's been That's great true. in all three movies. So. That's a good point. Yeah, he's bringing up a lot of stuff that I I don't think of. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a great perfect. Point. So, Nick, we want to thank you. The final uh, question, I guess. Uh, you know, if you put a grade on this thing, you know, I know we had an Oscar lens and non spoilers. Any kind of grade, however you review movies, uh, make something up on the spot. How how would you grade this thing? I mean, we're pretty high on it ourselves. Uh, I'll give it a six out of a nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect grade. <laughs> it's a perfect grade. Nick Mundy, we thank you very much for your time here, Nick. Uh, you can catch him on a litany of, of all over the internet. Like we mentioned in the intro, we'll be mentioning in the outro as well, but Team Tiger Awesome Podcast. You've seen him on Conan. He's all over Hilarious. the internet. We want to thank him for his time today, and thank you for uh, for listening to us for this Avengers Endgame review. Uh, Nick, thanks a bunch, man. We can't wait to do this again with you. This was a blast. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Some people were just born to be comedians and entertainers, <laughs> and I think he's found quite the niche with himself, and the points he was bringing up, uh, Nick Mundy, our special guest here reviewing Avengers Endgame, really blew me away, and it's so stuff that I feel like should have been thought of, but I haven't seen anywhere, and he just brings it up in casual conversation, it makes me feel dumb, is what I'm saying. I, I, I loved his takes. <laughs> uh, I mean, he comes from a writer writer's background. True. He's obviously a performer. I mean, he's been the, the star of so many things uh, in terms of the sketch comedy he's done yeah. throughout his career. And yeah, and he's also a accustomed to the you know content creation with IGN, Game of Thrones Watch Party, as essentially an entertainment critic as well. So the guy wears a million hats, and he's able to take it from all these different angles. That was a lot of fun and uh, really cool to... To, to get those takes. Like he's a big, big guy in Hollywood. He's a big guy over there on the West Coast and the YouTube world, and the podcast world, and the mainstream television world, movie world. So we, we again, cannot thank him enough for giving us uh, just part of his time. If you want to catch up with Nick on his social medias, again, just to repeat those, that's facebook.com backslash Dick Fundy. Dick Fundy on Instagram and at Dick Fundy on the Twitter machine. He's part of the Team Tiger Awesome Show podcast. Yeah. He's part of, uh, you see him a bunch of times on Conan. His clips are all on YouTube there. He's on a bunch of work for Comedy Central for college humor he has been everywhere you see a comedy brand and and watch them after game of thrones uh after the credits uh roll they'll have their post show their pre-show will start uh 5 30 p.m pacific time uh for the game of thrones watch party at ign.com it's on facebook twitter and youtube as well and like mike said anywhere you find podcasts the team tiger awesome show and their 
ridiculously great theme song. I'm so envious of their theme song. And I didn't even want to bring it up to you. Because I was like afraid. I didn't want to offend you because you're our DJ and you do a great job. I'm really proud of our unique No, I'm nothing. (laughs) I'm nothing after hearing what happened at that show. That's a pretty great theme song. Uh, If you want, we want to hear your thoughts, questions, concerns, comments about Endgame. Obviously, this is the billionth Endgame review that you could have access to. So we really, truly do appreciate you listening to ours. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, Nick's input. I know we did as well. We're very gracious and thankful to him and would love to have him on in a future episode. We want to hear from you like always as well. You could reach out to us. We are Mike, Mike and Oscar on Facebook, Mike, Mike and Oscar on Instagram, MM and Oscar on Twitter, Mike, Mike and Oscar at gmail.com.com and on Reddit. We are available everywhere. You hear podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, etc., etc. I just apologize that our theme song pales in comparison <laughs> to other podcasts out there. To that pod. It's a given, unfortunately. <laughs> Mike, any words of wisdom to wrap up our long four episode arc endgame lead up and review series with well we do have one more yes. addendum so this was the penultimate episode so I'm it's so- like a quarter episode not even a half episode yeah of endgame it's just related. a little something to yeah. put a bookend on it all so stay tuned for that coming later this weekend uh but bottom line is yeah, i mean laugh at all of his sketch comedy nick mundy's <laughs> sketch comedy i had so much fun the last few weeks because we've been you know i mean i've been watching him since conan yeah. uh, obviously since all the other work it, he's done. this is a big deal for us we've this, both been fans of his for a long long we've time. been fans and this was i hope when we re-listen to these interviews it doesn't sound like us feeling awkward because we are fans in just fanboying the entire time and just, just waiting with just like gaping mouths yeah talking with an inhale <laughs> <laughs> Because I feel like sometimes we we get that. I'm way. sure I know we our do sound like faces that. <laughs> are red, and we're getting a little starstruck at times. But yeah. we're, we're big fans of Nick's, and you know, if if you're listening to our show, if you're fans of us, please, you you will not be disappointed. Go watch his George R. R. Martin music video. Go watch everything. That's a great YouTube deep deep dive uh, to watch all of Nick's stuff. And then the Team Tiger Awesome show. It's a really funny podcast. It's awesome. Like I said, they make me laugh at the most unexpected moments, like when they read an ad or when he just says silly words. And I mean, go rewatch Girls Trip. Uh, he's yeah. he's hysterical in that movie. Just yeah. as a little a little uh, side character there, but he's a great movie. Eats up the scenes he's in. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you, Nick Money, for giving us a piece of your time as well. Uh, you know, when reality sucks, like we say, you can come watch movies, even some of the MCU that wrap up an eleven year saga with us and our friend, new friend Nick Money. We appreciate him as well uh, for doing that with us, and uh, we will see you guys next time. Thanks, Nick. See you.